And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How to wipe your butt with one square of toilet paper. You get the square, fold it over once, fold it over a second time, tear off the middle corner, save it for later. Now you're going to want to stick your finger through the hole, do your business, carefully wipe your finger off, but then it's all under your fingernail. Ah, but you remember that little corner piece? And that's how you wipe your butt with one square of toilet paper. Finger heart. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November 20th, 2023. I'm Jay E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Heyo! Heyo! And last but not least, over yonder, filling in for JD, it's our guy, Eshwa Kid. How y'all doing? What's up, Ash? Ash, good to see you. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love that. Smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Share the show. And podcast listeners, leave us a five-star rating and review. Our bosses are watching. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Monday, winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But before that, guys, we had another wedgie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Friday night. Oh, we love it. Why not? Onyeka Nkongwu for the Hawks. Sticking a little sort of uh, hook shot, sort of floater. Wedgie there in Atlanta. That was in Atlanta. Yeah, the in-season tournament court there. Blue boy. Yes. A nice court. So uh, we are up to four. We'll take every single wedgie we can get right now. Good stuff on your account. Okay. Uh, weekend winners. Look, we got a whole lot to uh, unpack here. Task, get us started. Who's your big winner of the weekend? I'm starting with the Milwaukee Bucks because the season started with them five and four. Oh, things weren't going well. People were talking about Adrian Griffin. Is he good enough to coach this team? Well, they've won four straight. Things look great, especially Damian Lillard. Not as the number one guy. No, no, no. That's not why they went and got him. It's to be the number two guy, and it's worked out perfectly, especially against Dallas on Saturday night. It looked really great for Yanis Tetekubo. He he was cooking. He had 37, five minutes left in this game. They're up one on the Mavs. But then Damian Lillard let everything go through him as the number two guy. Four straight possessions. (laughs) The team scored 11 points, blowing it open, and Giannis didn't touch it once. It was just through Dame. I loved what he was doing with Brooke Lopez. A pick and roll? Here, I'll give it to you. A pick and pop with Brooke Lopez? Here, no problem. I'll shoot that three and make it. I'll pass it out to Pat Connaughton on another attempt. They cooked, and it was running through Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard loves this. You know, he used to be a 60-point guy with Portland, but he has said, and even postgame, he said, it was great then. But now we can go out and win. This is about winning. This isn't about me scoring 50-something nights. It's going to be Giannis Tedekubo scoring plenty. And some nights it'll be me helping out. 11 points and 2 assists over the last 5 for him. He had 27 overall. Giannis had 40. And that's how you win. They beat the Dallas Mavericks. This is why they got Damian Lillard. Exactly that. And they're moving the ball a little bit more. The two games over the weekend, about 60 assists, so 30 per game. That's good for this Bucks offense. Sure. Uh, they got to work on the defense a little bit, no doubt, but they've got a great offense. And they beat Dallas on Saturday. I didn't even mention the game against the Hornets on Friday, but I will show you a great clip. Because they, they spanked <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah. But Chris Middleton had this play where he looked like he was shooting <laughs> and made the perfect pass. It looked like a shot, but it just slipped out of his hands to Malik Beasley, who got a three out of it. So was this credited as an assist to Middleton? <laughs> I would think so. You would hope so. It just literally slipped out of his hands. <laughs> it's better than things that they give assists to. Like, they credit assists, right? Because yeah. it was just a... He, Malik Beasley didn't have to dribble the ball. He just shot it. Yeah. So it was a perfect pass. So it's either got to be a shot attempt or an assist. Per basketball reference, 
Neither. It's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in the Ooh. box score about it. Brooks Lopez grabs a rebound on the other end, and the next thing you see, Malik Beasley, three-pointer, apparently unassisted. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be a shot attempt or a pass. Like you're saying, Tass, we see a lot of assists where it's like yeah. you pass it to a guy, he does two crossovers, a Euro step into the lane and finishes. Somehow that's an assist. But Chris Middleton with the eyes in the back of his jump shot, <laughs> finding Malik Beasley from the top. Of course, he was ready to shoot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, I'll shoot this even if you're shooting it. Uh, great stuff, though. And like you're saying, um, the way that the Bucks played this against the Mavericks was just perfect, right? Like, that's what you want to do. Giannis carries throughout the game, and Dame shuts the door. I guess Giannis did have kind of the dagger, a little pull-up yeah. jumper. He said after the game... It's a little bit different for me to not have the ball for such a long time, but when Lillard is looking so efficient with the Brooke Lopez pick and roll, I guess you got to just keep rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. good weekend for uh, the Bucks. There, they scored 262 points in their two games. That's not bad. Uh, four wins in a row, and yeah, have improved to nine and four after they had lost a couple there and were flirting around 500. They were five and four, but uh, yeah. you know they're back amongst the top of the Eastern Conference standings, a few games behind uh, you know your uh, your Celtics and your Sixers, but right there. There was some dirty talk about Adrian Griffin. Is he going to get this team true. Uh, together? <laughs> <laughs> There's dirty talk. Is this guy going to be the, uh, the coach for the entire season? If you look at their defense, it's not so great in the 20s right now. Mm-hmm. That, that's not good. But their offense matches their championship offense. It was sixth when they won the championship in 2021. They still have to get their defense together, but I think it looks good in terms of the, the pecking order for their offense. And... Ain't that far from number one seed in the Eastern Conference now that right. they've won some games here. All right, Trey, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? I got the Oklahoma City Thunder as a winner of the weekend. Played a game of the year candidate early on, at least on Saturday. Thunder take down the Warriors thanks to 40 points, seven rebounds, six assists from Shea Gilgis Alexander and a career best game from Chet Holmgren. 36 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two blocks. Oh. <sighs> He was calling up a 5 by 5 to see if maybe they could get together after school. <laughs> Not fully flirting yet, but maybe we could talk. Fantastic finish in this one, Skeets. Andrew Wiggins hits a 3 with 1.6 seconds left. His fourth 3 in the last yeah. 5 minutes of this game. The Warriors broadcast thought it was a game winner. The Warriors, I think, thought yes, it was a game did. winner. They were so excited <laughs> for Wiggins to have his breakout game, to hit that big shot off a fantastic offensive rebound by Looney, I think. Chet had played a pretty poor last minute of this game. He gave up the offensive rebound to Looney. He had dribbled out the clock, basically trying to get a three-pointer on the other end offensively. But there was enough time left after the Wiggins three for Chet to catch and shoot from the left corner. There's an awesome IG video going around from the courtside seats. The perfect shot of Chet's perfect shot. You can see how he somehow keeps his feet in bounds, gets the ball off pretty cleanly uh and also you know shout out to the videographer 0.5x on the camera oh Um, makes everything look more cinematic yeah an incredible shot uh by chet talked his talk afterwards uh inappropriate (laughs) for a stream here to be repeating it now that i know my dad watches on youtube oh whoops yep sorry dad uh anyways (laughs) shea gilgis alexander then went crazy in overtime he outscored golden state 10 to 6 5 of 6 from the field at one point he hits a three then blocks a Steph Curry step back three and then finishes with a layup on the other side and you're like okay give this guy the MVP right now <laughs> he got the MVP last uh, over the weekend six straight losses for Golden State yeah. best game of the season though for Wiggins that's encouraging uh, though he had zero rebounds to go around with his 31 points which is kind of hilarious we need it on both ends Wigs uh, but man great weekend for the Thunder that game was awesome they also beat the Trailblazers by 43 yeah, yeah. Tre- know, th- that Tre- was another game that happened yeah I was gonna say but you yeah. know honestly sometimes we see a uh, a huge game, a game of the year candidate against a, a, a you know, I was going to say the Warriors are a really good team. Obviously, a team that have won a lot of championships are struggling right team. now. A well-established team. But then you see that team, like OKC, then have to travel up to Portland and have a, a letdown game. You know, you take your foot off the gas, you let the team hang around, maybe you can't shoot for whatever reason, you're not locked in. But that wasn't the case at all. Like, that's, to me, that was like, that win, the 43-point win over Portland after beating the Warriors over the weekend was like, that's like, oh, they are here. This is a really good team that we need to like have in the mix with all these other talented teams in the west like this was like that that says more to me almost than pulling out the crazy victory when they should have probably lost with only a second to go it's just as impressive in a weird way just to go hammer a shitty team yeah that was impressive and chet went uh six for six from the field uh in that game also had a couple of blocks 
he had an incredible weekend. I mean, it won't be long, I think, before the odds flip from Wemby yeah. being the favorite for Rookie of the Year to Chet, just because the Thunder are looking like a realistic playoff team at the very least. They can finish top four in the Western Conference easy, and he's established himself as the number two guy next to Shea Gilgis-Alexander already. Jalen Williams had a great game, I thought, against the Warriors. He didn't play uh, against the Thunder, but man, that guy looks like he's put on 20 pounds of muscle. I don't understand it. Uh, This is a great team right now. Maybe they'll get figured out further down the line. They play pretty much five out. You can definitely crush them inside, but Chet provides enough rebounding and enough defensive deterrence that they're a scary team. Yeah, and he'll probably gain some muscle at some point. I think he is. The fact that he has had a year of just chilling um, because he's been injured you know, to some degree. So I, th- I think he came in strong. I like how he did the Bucks and the Thunder here to start off because the Thunder are so good. They're 10-4. Uh, the only thing that really surprised me was that Josh Giddy didn't hug Chet Holmgren after he hit that <laughs> tying shot right beside him. Right beside him. I don't know why you weren't excited. Maybe, Josh maybe he was worried that, like, did he get it off in time? Did he step out of bounds? I don't know. Just... <laughs> that was weird. I don't know. Maybe Josh <laughs> is upset because no because Chet is their MVP. Obviously, SGA is awesome. Uh, maybe Josh isn't getting enough love, but I think he should have hugged him. But they this team looks <laughs> super good. This team, we've talked about, they are just so deep amongst their starters. Look, we just mentioned Jalen Williams. He's their, you know, air quotes, fourth best starter with Giddy there. And, and Lou Dort's their fifth best starter. This just team is just good. Moving on, I'd like to give the Sacramento Kings a winner of the weekend. Uh, the Fox and the Ox. Write the children's book if it hasn't been done already. Uh, these guys are awesome right now. De'Aaron Fox was pretty special against the Spurs, went for 43 points in the first game for the Kings on the weekend, and then he followed it up against the Mavericks, 30 points, 7 assists, 4 boards, 3 steals, 0 turnovers, and Sabonis, the ox in all of this, uh, 32 points, 30, 13 boards, and 6 assists. Uh, these two just dominant right now, and they complement each other's game so much. The Kings are 6-1 and one when Fox plays. Uh, I feel like they've only lost to two teams then they lose to the Rockets and the Warriors. Go, <laughs> I think yeah. those are the only teams uh, they've struggled with this year. But they remind me, Sacramento, and their offense especially. Um, there's this thing they do at running expos, I think I've showed you guys before, where they test people, like amateur runners like myself, they test to see how long they can hang at a world record pace. So you get on this like giant like 20-foot-long treadmill, oh, and it's yeah. really bouncy. And I watched that yesterday. You did? Yeah. Oh. People trying to match the world record holder. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, good. They, um, they couldn't. No, that's the thing. Like they, <laughs> Most people, the, the speed that these men and women do their world record marathons at, the average person can run like, <laughs> like it's like 50 meters they can run at that Whoa. speed, yeah. uh, 100 meters, whatever. And so my point of this is that's the spur, uh, the, excuse me, the Kings to me is like the Mavs played really well. For three quarters. And it's like, oh, they're keeping up. They're keeping up. But it's like, no, they're going to keep doing this. They do, they play at this pace, and this offense hums that you are going to tire at some point. Now, it was a back-to-back situation for Dallas. They had a lot of games recently, so that caught up to them, I think, and Luka. But the Kings, man, they just they'll just they'll they just keep running, and they do not slow down. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. They trailed for just 91 seconds in that game. And every time the Mavs made a run, they had an answer. Put the game away in the fourth quarter to the point where it was a blowout. And they're deep. Five starters yeah. in double digits in this one. They're 3-0 and on their six-game road trip to start it here. That's great. That's fantastic. It's a little OKC-like when I talk about the starters because OKC is cooking. They beat Golden State back-to-back games. That's freaking hard to do. This Kings team is getting deeper now that Keeg uh, and Kevin Herter can hold their own. That, Keegan, that, Kev. Keegan Kev. Kevin Keeg. You're not wrong. I mean, no. hell, they had Chris Duarte helping out. I mean, he's been the one guy that's been pretty bad for them all season long. He had a good game uh, in this last win. So, yeah, Kings are 8-4 and four now, 6-1, and one, again, in, in the game Star Fox plays. And he's unguardable he's, right now. It's nuts. Because he's shooting a career-high 42% on threes, and he's taking a career-high 8 every game. He had 5 against the Spurs, 6 against Dallas. He's good in the mid-range. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. Yep. So if he's hitting catch-and-shoot threes, there's nothing you can do. That's why he's averaging 30 a game and why Mike Brown is already campaigning for him to end up on an MVP list. Oh, well, well, a little geez. early, Mike. Oh, yeah. Leave it to the podcasters. He's, uh, I guess he's 
<laughs> he's leading the league or tied with Embiid for points per game, but he hasn't played enough games because Fox missed a couple there. So a couple uh, more under his belt, he will be near the top of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously going over thirty a game. So, so thirteen miles an hour is what they seem to be running Jesus, at, right? Jesus, man, you could do that. <laughs> I could do it for a little bit, but yeah, then I'm wiping out. It's nuts. It's no, that's nuts. It's mind-boggling. You got to see it in person. The speed that, that these men and women are running at for 26 miles, is, 13, it's a sprint. It's a full-on sprint for people sprinting. that we can't even do for the most part. Don't they have shoes that help them cheat, though? <laughs> they all have them, yes. Yeah. That's true. Super They're all shoes. bouncy. Yeah. Sh- they should give you the world record holder shoes as well. You should do it barefoot. Yeah. Well, the, the runner should do it barefoot, so we know. Wow. It's all body, no feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's do another round here. Who do you have for another winner? Well, a guy who is second in scoring currently, Kevin Durant. He's just feeling it. He's feeling it right now. Bradley Beal is out for the Phoenix Suns. Whatever. He's good enough. No problem. Uh, I think that's what Kevin Durant says. I think his MVP motivation or, or the MVP story gets a little bit better here without Bradley Beal. We'll talk about his injury in a second. But this weekend, KD went 38-39 and 39 in two games, beating the Jazz a couple times. He's second scoring. Uh, just keeps pumping it up. He's shooting nearly 50% from three. That's a good freaking number. And against <laughs> the Jazz, <laughs> against the Jazz on Friday night, about ten seconds left, he got the ball beyond the three-point line. They 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 ran a couple plays, uh, a, a couple ways to get him, Ochai Obaji, uh, on him out way beyond the three-point line, and KD just stepped into a three. Good night, his six-three, uh, and these numbers just get better, especially with Beal out at the beginning and Booker being his point guard beside him. First quarter, he scored or assisted on every basket. It just feels like this playoffs team is back. KD and Book, with Book sitting beside him, he had 15 assists. Book did one turnover, and Durant said it was just so effortless. He was he wasn't hunting assists. He was just playing in the flow of the game. Played like a perfect point guard tonight. Very nice compliment. <laughs> uh, and then in the second game, even better against the Jazz. 39-10-8 in a double OT game. He sealed it with baskets and free throws. And then he blocked Lowry Markinen, who was trying to tie it with a three at the end of the second OT. First, it was called a foul That's on right. Kevin Durant. That's right. But then they went to Secaucus. As Kevin Durant said, he said, I'm glad that they went to Secaucus. You don't hear players often say the word Secaucus. <laughs> but, but that is where the referees look it through. And what do you guys think? Was that a block? It was a lot. Larry Markin, a monstrous player, shooting a fade three. From the replay, it looked like he got the ball, but it was really tough to there's tell. Some, there's some hand on the hip. Right, some from hand KD on the hit on, on the catch yeah. before, yes, right, uh, leading into the shot. The actual shot itself, I think, was they probably got that part right. That did not seem like the actual foul, but you can get into like, hey, why do you can't you can't guide him? You can't have your hand on his hip. Minimal, and that's what they decided. Uh, no, take it back. He's not going to the line. We want to get out of here. No triple overtime. <laughs> <laughs> What's with these two teams playing amazing games though? Holy crap! Jazz and Suns. Both games were super entertaining. Yeah, very high scoring and super entertaining. Oh yeah, you must uh, hate Kevin Durant if you're a Jazz fan. <laughs> the guy went thirty-eight nine and nine, then thirty-nine eight and ten, and hit the exact same three-pointer off the left wing in both of these games to win. Then perhaps got away with a foul. Yeah. Uh, at the end, but close. if you're Kevin Durant, you're saying, "I remember game two of the 2012 NBA Finals. I went baseline, LeBron." James had his hand on my hip when I rose for a jumper. No. Didn't call a foul. No call. Didn't call a foul. <laughs> 11 years later, in the exact same scenario. <laughs> yes. Same stakes and everything. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So he's at about 31 and a half per game scoring. Jeez. And I, I think without Beal there, he's just propelled into this MVP talk because Beal's not going to be there till let's say, the second week of December where he's starting to flow into things. This is going to help him a little bit and uh, helps that they win, helps that their defense isn't all that good for us, I think, just watching them because it's going to be a high-scoring basketball game. He's got 12 straight 25-point games. That's the longest active streak. That's what he does. And uh, he came through with the defense you with sort that of, block shot. You sort of blew my mind when you said that KD should be in the MVP conversation. I hadn't even thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Hadn't even considered it. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through all the stats and obviously what he did over the weekend. I, I understand that. Uh, MVP tracker, basketball reference, doesn't have him in the top 10. Part of it's their record at uh, seven and six, but um, that's how good the league is right now. Katie's yeah. not even on the top ten uh, NBA MVP award tracker on Basketball Reference. Not even sniffing it. It's uh, Jokic and Bead, Gilgis Alexander, Maxi, Sabonis, Tatum, Halliburton, Luca, Porzingis, and Giannis. But um, that's a lot. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a lot of star players. There's a lot of star players. In Where's Fox? Thing. Fox, yeah, he hasn't, Come even, on, Mike hasn't Brown, even qualified yet. Hasn't qualified. I don't think Come he's played on. enough games. That's probably true. Uh, all right, so KD gets it, despite that controversial overruling, I guess, in the corner. And, you know, Jazz fans are going to be livid here. <laughs> Full name of the uh, the referee in, in the in the box score. I like that. I like seeing that. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was <laughs> called, well, the fact that she made the call, you know, feet away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess, I guess she was calling the hip. Right, rather than the foul on the wrist. But in Secaucus, I guess they didn't see either of that. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. All right, KD gets a winner of the weekend. TK, who you got? Oh, his former teammate. Twice, I guess. James Harden, he gets a win uh, for this weekend. We said on Friday's show, it doesn't matter if it's the in-season tournament or not. The Clippers just needed a win. Yep. Uh, they got one, dramatic fashion, on the Clips Chips court Friday night. The Rockets were up five this game. Two minutes and 20 seconds left in L.A. Clippers finished the game on a 12-1 run. That included Harden hitting a step back three with the and one to break the tie with about six seconds left. Kawhi Leonard celebrated like he just hit a four-bounce shot against the Philadelphia 76ers. He was pumped. Yeah. Interesting game, I think. Harden, 24 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Best game he's had so far for L.A. The starters were a plus 20 in 16 minutes. There is absolutely chemistry with Zubots at the very least, and they're starting to figure things out uh, around Harden and around Kawhi Leonard as well, mainly because Russell Westbrook offered to come off the bench. Terrence Mann got the start. Westbrook kind of struggled. Coming off the bench was pretty brutal in the fourth (laughs) quarter, actually. Eight points in just 17 minutes, and Houston's bench outscored L.A.'s. But you like seeing the players uh, take the lead here, I do believe. At least Westbrook's coming out and saying, I'm going to answer this question before people start asking me this question every single night. Maybe it works out better coming down the line. At the very least, it feels like Harden is settling into his role, and maybe Westbrook will be able to figure things out coming off the bench. So a nice win for the Clippers, a nice win for Harden to actually do something. Yeah, I like this move by Westbrook. Yeah. Going to the bench. It's sort of like, uh, in a weird way, he couldn't lose by doing that move, by being proactive about it. Because he goes to the bench, Mm -hmm. and they win. Oh, man, look at the leadership from this guy. Selfless. Thank you. Very selfless. Sure. He goes to the bench, and let's say they lose. Oh, geez, it's not my fault. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) You guys suck. Very true. (laughs) So sort of brilliant in that play. But, uh, yeah, Harden definitely his best game here in L.A. Yeah, and it's great for Russell Westbrook, too, because he's repeating what he did last year this is exactly what he did last year at some point he just had the discussion with darvin ham in la and they said you gotta go to the bench and he did it terrence Mann taking his spot is a good move because terrence Mann, as good as russell westbrook is is a little bit more energetic defensively to be defensive on that guy that he is guarding and that was kind of a weird thing that was happening uh last year um with the with the Clippers, I said Darvin Ham. That was the wrong guy. Anyways, um, it was a, it was a weird thing because Russell Westbrook came to LA and just said, well, "I'll take your spot." You know that that, that was weird that he that Terrence Mann was dropped out. Actually, Ham was the right guy. Anyways, uh, yeah, you, Mann, were, you were talking about yeah, when Westbrook yeah, was with yeah. the Lakers, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou got me got me all over the place. Anyways, Terrence Mann was dropped out of the the lineup last year. He's a good player. But this was a really, really good game, actually, for the Houston Rockets. Call it a good loss for the Houston Rockets. They go out on their road trip. They take the Clippers down to the, the line here. Tari Eason, what a dunk. Shangun, what a dunk. You got Daniel Tice helping out. You got Westbrook coming off the bench. You got Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. And then they went and had a, a game that we'll talk about uh, very briefly with the Lakers. A decent road trip start, actually, for them. They look like a solid team. Uh, a couple more winners. Carl Anthony Towns, 29 points. Nine assists, six boards, uh, as the Timberwolves used a fourth-quarter rally to knock off the Pelicans. This was a really fun game. I thought this was one of the better games from the weekend. Cat hit a tough running floater off the glass with about five (coughs) seconds to go uh, to help Minnie overcome what was a 14-point deficit with like seven minutes and change uh, to, again, beat New Orleans, 121-120. Rudy said it was one of the best games he's, he's seen Cat play. Overall, Cat hit a huge three to give them the lead late, but the shot at the end was uh, it was pretty awesome. The Pelicans broadcast, uh, Tonyo uh, Tonyo Daniels, yep. uh, yeah, um, was like screaming like he wants to go right, he wants to go right, take away his right. <laughs> well, they did. He goes left, and yeah, cross body uh, hits that tough floater off the glass. But he's on a he's on a heater right now. Cat is. I mean, there were a couple guys in this league, Randall. I would say Siakam that really struggled out of the gate 
but have now sort of found their way. And Cat's one of them. He started slowly, but he scored 26.7 points per game on nearly 60% shooting from the field over their last six. And he's hitting nearly 49% from deep, too. Uh, one of the greatest big men three-point shooters in NBA <laughs> history, Carl Anthony Towns. But this was a, that was a big shot. And uh, they pulled out the victory. The Wolves are, like, pulling out some crazy wins here yes. by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> yes, but they are. They're, they're dubs in the column, and uh, he's been special. 24-8-3, for the month of November for Towns. He has figured out how to pick his spots alongside Anthony Edwards. He seems to have found his role. He's kind of like the number 1.5 right now. Like, Edwards is certainly the guy, but Towns is still an efficient scorer, and now that he's got his legs under him, has actually had a little time to play alongside Rudy Gobert. They're figuring it out. They're good enough offensively, and then defensively, they're a legit team. They're awesome defensively. So if they figure out their offense, the defense isn't going to get any worse. They've been leading the league in defense all season. They kind of just dropped down to second. But Towns is feeling so good. Uh, Happy belated to Towns. I didn't think that he was 28 years old in five days. 28 in five days. I thought it was like over the weekend. These these birthdays just keep coming. Hey, he went to <laughs> every high year, school. man. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was over the weekend. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They do come every year. It's entirely true. He was very happy, and he went to high school in Metuchen, New Jersey. Shout out to our man John Schumann, who loves Metuchen. New <laughs> oh, Jersey. he does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they almost the Wolves were helped out oddly in this game uh, with Anthony Edwards picking up his sixth foul and going to the bench like he was playing pretty aggressive defense. They let him get away with a couple bumps early in the possession. He was like locked in, and then he. Bumped a little too much. That gave him a six. But I say blessing in disguise because then there was no like, well, who's taking the shot here? I mean, is it Ant? He's our guy. Uh, and you know he's fine taking it. Or is it Cat? Well, no Anthony Edwards. They go to Cat, who had been great. And uh, again, tough, tough floater as uh, they beat the Pels there. Uh, also, Le- uh, LeBron James, winner of the weekend. Did you guys see on Saturday? He shared a graphic to his Instagram stories. <laughs> Showing how his 35 points against the Blazers the night before was the 108th time he topped the 30-point plateau since signing with L.A. as a free agent. The caption is what got everybody's attention, though. He said, but I just came here to make movies, though. Ain't that what y'all said, right? So he was asked about this. I didn't say that. He's, uh, no, no, he's asked, like, why did you, why did, oh, you didn't say that, right? right, right. Um, why did you choose this moment to, like, clap back at critics i guess some people did say that uh and he said because sometimes you need to remind folks mm-hmm. that's what lebron told the reporters well one thing to say it another thing to show it because after that really good performance against the blazers he did it again if not better on sunday he scored a season high 37 points including the go-ahead free throw with less than two seconds remaining to lead the lakers over the rockets 105 104 lebron man threw down a monster dunk late in the game had 13 of his points in the fourth quarter, barely missing a shot. He got a tech for elbowing Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. He later dropped the too small gesture on him. Uh, and he is out there reminding us all, hey, I didn't come to L.A. just to make Space Jam, okay? It was just a <laughs> convenience. He's saying forget about Space Jam. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you forgot he was in Space Jam? Yeah, yeah. No, I remember, but I forget what happened. I do remember Algie Rhythm is in the mix. <laughs> yes, he was cool. Uh, LeBron did shoot a monster air ball and missed one of the two free throws. He, he did. gave up quite a few buckets to Alperin Shengun uh, down low. Shengun was hooping in this one. Uh, but, yeah, this was a fun game, and... Thank you for the reminder, uh, LeBron. Is there a chance that he retires after this year? I know we all don't think it coming into the season. No chance, obviously. But being that it's year 21 and he's saying all these things, these things just oh. are kind of like, what's well, my last year? I better say stuff. No, but because wouldn't LeBron before game one tell everybody it's my last year? And yeah, that's true. Shower me, like shower me with praise. Make the documentary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he can get paid $50 million next year if he yeah. picks up his option. And. He probably wants to play with his son. Great to see Bronny James warming up yeah, that's, with USC. That was another reason to give LeBron a winner of the weekend. Yeah, his son is out there with USC. Uh, first time, at least. Didn't play in the game, but first time uh, actually going through warm up since the cardiac uh, arrest there in July after he suffered that. Also, LeBron, this blew my mind. LeBron shooting 58.6% overall from the season through 13 games. That's better than his best career year with the Heat uh, in 13-14. Obviously a lot of basketball still to go, but he shot 56.7% that year. 
And he's hitting nearly 40% from three. Why is everybody hitting unbelievable numbers yeah. from three-point <laughs> land right now? Yes. Uh, but that's not far off his best, which was 40.6, same year from distance. So, you know, LeBron is rarely a 40% three-point shooter. So that's a, a hell of a weapon to have there when you're in your 21. You're going to settle for Great stat from uh, Josh Eberly. Quick notes on LeBron's scoring this season. One, he's averaging more points per game, 26.4, than every other player who played 21 seasons did combined. Wow. That's Dirk, Kevin Garnett, Vince Carter, Kevin Willis, and Robert Parrish. They averaged 21.4 points per game combined in their 21st season. LeBron's Mm. at 26.4. And then, like you're saying, Skeets, number two, he's doing this with the highest true shooting percentage of his career. That's that's pretty nuts. I mean, he does need to remind us with a caption every once in a while. Because we have forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) New movie. Yeah. (laughs) Is that his most recent movie? He's like, I'm not making that many movies. Yeah, what else was he in? Uh, Trainwreck like, was pre. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a while back. Pre Lakers, the Schumer, the Schumer show. I can't think the of Schumer any other. show. Yeah, I yeah. mean he's producing a lot, I guess. <laughs> that's he's true. Producing television yeah, shows. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Forty days till his birthday. <laughs> he's, he should be doing forty. forty. <laughs> it's exactly forty till December thirtieth when he turns thirty nine. Yeah. He yeah. should be posting other stuff. Does that mean it's forty days until your wife's birthday? <laughs> that's correct. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. She's birthday. not as old as this guy. This guy's old. <laughs> Uh, no. Yes. December 30th. What a day. <laughs> Excellent. Who Excellent. else? Who else? Is that a Tiger, Tiger Woods? Yeah. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Yeah, wow. Yeah. What a day. Big three. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. LeBron, Tiger Woods, and Danny. I love it. Okay. Uh, we left a lot still out there in terms of winners of the weekend. Let us know which team, which players we missed. Let us know in the stream team. Obviously, tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Uh, you know, Cavs had a good weekend. A bunch of other teams and performances just couldn't get to it all. Going to take our first break. When we come back, NBA Weekend Losers. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A dollar per month. It's happening. I it's definitely happening. care about that one. It's a good one. <laughs> Theathletic.com slash no dunks. Come on over. A dollar a month. For 12 months. Jesus. That's good. That's a good deal. <laughs> um, that's incredible. Uh, I will say here, Jerome in a slack said uh, he shares a birthday with Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. Oh. November 15th. Oh. Well, so I didn't say happy birthday ha- to Jerome. I know. I didn't even know. Happy belated birthday to our guy Jerome up in nice. Toronto. Also, it makes a lot of sense why you took off the 15th now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Jerome. You thought it was just payday? You, you just had yourself a day. <laughs> Maybe. Let's go. Maybe. All right. Happy uh, belated birthday to Jerome and Kat. Uh, okay. NBA weekend losers. Tass, uh, what do you want to start with here? Who or what or why? <laughs> it's odd to me because I think we're all winners for watching the in-season tournament. Everybody is into it. Players are into it. Players are going hard. Some call it the playoffs. Some said it this weekend. <laughs> it feels like a playoff atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, they did. But when you go hard like it's the playoffs, you might slip when it's slippery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there is some slipping going on on in-season tournament games. Yeah. Here are some quotes. Jalen Brown on the court in Toronto. We've got to make sure the floor is safe to play on. We can't put our players out there and risk their health. Tonight, I thought the floor was kind of unacceptable. I think they need to make sure that's the emphasis before somebody gets seriously hurt. Precious Achua on the same court. It was slippery. I fell myself a few times. A couple of times, I ended up on the floor. Luca also talked about a place he played in last Tuesday, New Orleans. He said, I mean, outside of all the courts, I think the court today was really bad. It was really slippery. And in some places, the ball didn't really bounce. If we're going to have these courts, we need to make sure that it's a stable court. Now, I don't think there's been any injuries whatsoever. Because because out of that Jalen Brown report out of Toronto, people said he might have strained his groin. Hmm. The court was slippery all game, as he said. Uh Uh-uh, he didn't because he played uh, in the next Hmm. game. He was fine. 
But uh, there is a lot of paint on these on these courts, and maybe that's the slippery part because we are getting more and more conversations about it. Precious Achua again, his, that's his home court. Yeah. That, that is his home team that he said he he fell a few times uh, because of the slipperiness. So I'm going to say it's a loser. Although luckily, no nobody at all has uh, been added to the injury yeah. report. Yeah, but people are talking about it, so I think we should talk about it. People <laughs> are talking. Yeah, and that's uh, that's why it's got to be a loser of the weekend because even if it's not the courts that are slippery, if you slip on a court and it's the in season tournament court, you're blaming the new paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's yeah. why it's a tough spot for the NBA because they're like, if anybody falls at all on a Tuesday or a Friday, <laughs> it's the court's problem. Yeah, and that's what people are going to blame. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. That's a good point. The Tuesday, the Luca blame in New Orleans saying, I couldn't even bounce the ball on the court. Also interesting. Yeah. Maybe they didn't install it correctly or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So then, <laughs> then you start to believe it because it is a, a different court than they usually have. Yeah. So. These guys are very anal, though. Let's not forget that. <laughs> you know, with they're professional athletes. So however the ball feels, how the, the temperature of the ball, temperature of the mm-hmm. plate, whatever the court, all this, you know, the yeah. slipperiness or the non-slipperiness, the type of shoes, blah, 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 blah. I mean. They're going to pick up on every little detail. Yeah, I'm sure it's different. Um, it's weird to hear like there's maybe some dead spots. I don't get why that would be happening, again, outside of an installation error. But uh, I think it adds to the fun. I got out to a run at Trey uh, on Thursday night and his and his crew. Um, some dead spots on that floor. Oh, yeah. A lot of dead spots. Like some really crazy ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to figure out where they're going to be. You yeah. want to do a post move from the right block? You better slam it, <laughs> yeah, buddy. totally. <laughs> so maybe it'll be like a home court advantage. You learn the dead spots uh, on your in-season tournament yeah. court and just direct your defender there, drop the banana peel on him, and go to the hoop. Yeah. We used to do that when yeah. I, uh, in high school. When I was on on the grade nine team, so we had two gyms, a real good gym, normal gym, the good gym, and then we had a really crappy like basement mm. gym, like it was a dungeon. Uh, so we, you know, because we were grade nine um, uh, freshmen, um, we had to always play down there. Yeah. We'd play our games down there. It was a tiny gym, weird like uh, track that would like if you took a jumper from the corner, it would like hit the track. Like Ooh, it was like, overhead track. Yeah. is a weird one. But anyway, the point was dead spots all over the place. And we would, like, get good at, like, yeah, direct them there. And the ball's just going to drop. <laughs> and it worked. So maybe that's what's going on here. Some shenanigans mm-hmm. with the slipperiness and the dead spots. Shenanigans. <laughs> what was your pregame music when you are in <laughs> Oh, DMX. Oh. <laughs> that was the official pregame music of the late 90s. I think. Oh, hell yeah, man. Oh. We got to shut them down and open up. <laughs> We're not doing just one of them. Oh, I thought you got some bare naked ladies in there. <laughs> This is me what? in grade nine, baby. Yeah, this is me in grade nine. This is me in grade nine. Uh, or pulled out some bananas like you're racing in Mario Kart. Oh, jeez. Um, anyways, I will say, just to, just to mention Toronto's court on Friday. Yeah, what do you think? How spectacular. Our man Jerome was filming. I, th- I thought the head up, the, the, the bird's eye view of the whole court looked great. Once you got to playing, once you got down low, do you want to be running on those black painted areas <laughs> I, I guess I guess I, I bring up both ways because the, the the single cam the broadcast angle looked really good I thought it looked really well, good well I'll push back on that it, it it did look cool obviously like up in the uh, upper bowl or whatever on camera like what, like your normal shot that you see in a game but did you see the reflection mm. from like the jumbotron or whatever on the one side because it was the black paint a yes. bit shiny it was the a lights. little distracting I don't think for the players down there, but like just for your our angle. The lights, yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't get around it. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Um, so I didn't love that part, but yeah, there's a lot of paint. There's, there's a lot, lot of paint, paint on, on 30 courts that that reflect <laughs> 30 would you, courts worth of paint. Yeah, would you rather just play on the wood like they always did, like Koozie did? I, I think I, I don't know. I think I think that's the way to go. I'm loving this. I'm loving yeah. these crazy courts, man. We've talked so much about. We've them. talked a lot about courts. Yeah, <laughs> talked a ton about courts. I think that I'm kind of with Taz. I think they last one year. One year. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. That's, that's, that's too much of a distraction. And if people are complaining, and literally every single week it's something like the three point line was messed up. The yeah. Mavs couldn't use their court. We got slippering. Slippering. <laughs> 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 I, I just think they'll save it for Vegas next uh, season. Oh, that's. Yeah, maybe. I I think uh, I just think we're gonna get a whole new batch of courts. 
and maybe they won't be they maybe they won't be as extreme in their design perhaps but so, there will be a, an element that like ties them all together or at least when you tune in you you know i mm-hmm. guess uh all right who uh who else do you have for an nba weekend loser Trent? yeah i got a rare double loser here it goes to both teams in the heat versus bulls game on <laughs> saturday night bulls started this game down 22 to 1 they missed their first 10 shots they didn't make their first shot until seven minutes into the game, and they won this game. Yeah. So, loser to the Bulls for the start, loser to the Heat for the end. The Bulls got hot from three eventually. They finished 16 of 45, took their first lead in the final minute of this game after a big Alex Caruso three. Jimmy Butler answered that with a three of his own. But then DeMar DeRozan won it with a veteran chip kind of midi jumper over Jaime mm. Jaquez Jr., a couple of free throws, some Jimmy Butler missed threes later. The Heat seven-game win streak is Jover, but I didn't feel like either team won this game. The Bulls technically <laughs> won this game, but afterwards there was some drama with Zach Levine hustling off court. He didn't want to talk to PR, said it was a miscommunication afterwards, but it just kind of fed into the feeling like though the Bulls came back and somehow won this game, <laughs> they didn't really win it because it's feeling like this will be a long month if Zach Levine is going to be traded (laughs) because the teams that want them, all the players they can offer aren't going to be available to be traded until December 15th. And the past three games since the news came out has shown the bulls to get blown out in the first half of this game. They scored 33 in the first half of consecutive games to the magic. Then they come back (laughs) and get close. They finally pulled out a win against the heat, but they can't get down 20 points in the first half and the first quarter of every one of these games for the next month. That's crazy. Otherwise, they're just going to have to like send Levine somewhere he doesn't want to go and that maybe wouldn't be the best package if they don't want to yeah. wait for an entire month. Yeah, He doesn't like the way he's being asked about the trade mm-hmm. over yeah. and over and over again <laughs> since it was made three games ago. They're just asking about him. Just, hello, you are in front of the microphone. Please talk about being traded. He, he doesn't like it. And uh, Bulls fans don't either. There was some chance after that one loss to the Orlando Magic. Fire Billy. <laughs> About Billy Donovan, head coach uh, mm. Billy Donovan. There, uh, yeah. Things aren't starting well. The 33 points, is, uh, that's just hard to do. And they did it twice. Multiple times. That's amazing. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Back to back jacks. <laughs> and they still beat the Heat, though. Uh, <laughs> still beat the Heat. Weird. Would you, uh, can I get your take on this? Drama of um, Zach Levine leaving the court and not wanting to talk, I guess, to you know Bulls broadcast or radio or whatever the heck he was going to be asked to do. He said miscommunication. This obviously doesn't happen with Levine very much, but there have been rumors for quite some time that, A, he's been mad at Billy Donovan benching him against the Hornets like in 2022. I think that's what it was, a couple of years ago. And then like he'll have a good game going, and DeRozan gets the last shot of the yeah, game. Right. And that seems to rankle Levine so... I don't know. Um, I do think he's mad. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt since he's been a pretty good dude since being in Chicago and has gone through a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm with Tass. It's pretty clear that Levine isn't happy in Chicago yeah. right now. He's basically called out Billy Donovan a few times. And if he's holding this grudge from years ago, despite the fans chanting, fire Billy, the <laughs> Bulls don't move all that quickly with uh, <laughs> executive decisions like that. So I think... Uh, Billy likely sticks around, which is pretty crazy. The guy, <laughs> the guy left OKC because he didn't want to rebuild. And we're talking about they've got a potential two MVPs already back in town. Meanwhile, the Bulls are melting down a little bit here. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Name that extension. <laughs> yes, I think it kicked in this year. Ooh. Yeah. Well timed. Lock him down, Well timed, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. A loser of the weekend to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Raptors crushed them on Sunday. Uh, weird four o'clock start. You could tell the Pistons were not comfortable with that time. Uh, Raptors handed them their eleventh consecutive loss. That one snuck up on me. I did mm. not realize that the Pistons had lost ten games going into Sunday's game in Toronto. Make it eleven. The Raptors recorded a franchise record forty-four assists. They finished with more assists than Detroit had made baskets. Um, and Detroit is now two and twelve. They haven't won since they beat the Bulls in late October. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, when they were looking like, ooh, all right, there's there's something here. You know, some young talent. All right, Monty Williams got them going. I mean, and then, and then the next week they, like, lost a bunch of games, but they were in them, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're pretty good bad team. Now they're just a bad, bad team, and uh, it's the vibes are brutal. 
you know, Cade had an okay game. He was really the only one that played all that well. They have a lot of injuries. There's no, there was no Duran. There's, I guess, no Killian Hayes. If you think that matters, uh, Bogdanovich hasn't played. You know, Joe Harris, a shooter, is not playing. But still, it's just getting punked, and I just don't know what they're doing either. They have no shooting around Cade Cunningham. Like the makeup of this team. Again, those guys are out. Maybe they help if if Bogey and Joe's there. But like. They're just like high screen and roll for Kate Cunningham, and it's like, well, what's he gonna do? <laughs> he's like, he's not like a Luca level yet, or probably never will be. So, you know, he's not James Harden, so it's because he can't shoot all that much. So I don't know. It's bad. There's nothing going on with this team offensively. It's a tough, tough watch, and they got punked. Great quote. <laughs> Great quote from Cade. It's hard to just be like, we're good, we're good. You know what I'm saying? Because we're bad. We have to address that. <laughs> I agree. It's hard to see, though, where the help comes because Cade is obviously not able to carry it himself no. right now. He's having a, a really poor season, and the personnel is not good around it. You're, like you're saying, their best shooters are Alec Burks and Bogdanovich, who aren't necessarily reliable. We haven't even seen Bogdanovich no. yet. They've looked their best when Jalen Duran has been around, but he's had trouble sticking on the court. It just feels like uh, the Pistons are cruising to a good draft pick again this season. I was, uh, yeah, they definitely are. I was, I was incredibly surprised by that losing streak yeah. because people are so <laughs> excited for Asar Thompson, even Killian Hayes. But things have come back to earth. Yeah, and Cade Cunningham's turnover total, which we've talked about, which was huge, it's lowering a little bit. It's close to five. That's a lot. He's like, so why try lot. and pass to these guys? They're not going to score. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to turn it over, maybe. They don't have one, yeah. If, if Boyan Bogdanovich is out there, okay, things change. But he is not. He's injured. This has got to be the year that they trade him. Uh, you got to assume. Uh, and Alec Burke's coming off the bench is the other one. That's it. I mean, you got, you got the beef. Isaiah Stewart hits threes. <laughs> you got the beef. Uh, he's actually a very good three-point shooter this season. That's surprising. Um, but they signed him to that extension. I don't know what this Pistons team. This is uh, you're right. They're going to keep losing. <laughs> to uh, sort of meld those last two losers of the weekend together, we talked a lot about uh, Zach Levine trades uh, on a pod last week. I know Sam Vecini mm. had a post up mm. over the weekend. He had some more deals. One of them involved the Bulls trading Zach Levine to the Pistons for Joe Harris and that expiring contract. James Wiseman, you know, maybe as a flyer, but really he's just thrown in there. And then Jaden Ivey as the young prospect. Do you have any uh, opinions on that potential framework of a Pistons-Bulls trade where Zach Levine... I mean, it would be sort of a panic trade, if we're being honest, for Detroit a little bit. Yeah. But they, we just went over. They need some scoring. They need some shooting. What do you think? Uh, I would do it if I'm the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, so getting too. Ivy back, I think, would be a good get, a good, like, buy-low candidate since he seems to be out of the rotation with Detroit and would be a young player to really take a chance on. Harris and Wiseman are definitely just salary filler yep. uh, to me. And it's a deal that could be done right now, which I think is big for the Bulls, is that they could actually get it done before December 15th when everybody else is eligible, which maybe puts Detroit kind of like in the driver's seat for this because they have perhaps the most attractive trade assets up until then. Uh, but you're 100% right. This would be a nasty, nasty panic trade for yes, Detroit. for Detroit. Do it, I think. <laughs> the Bulls fan says, go ahead yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. do it. All right, so uh, Pistons get a loser of the weekend. Trey, let's go back to you. Who else you got? I'm giving Marcus Smart a uh, loser of the weekend, but really it's for the Memphis Grizzlies because Smart got hurt during the week last week, but we found out over the weekend he's going to miss three to five weeks with a sprained left foot. So John Morant still hasn't played. He's... Halfway through uh, his suspension, 13 games. We haven't seen Steven Adams or Brandon Clark yet. Uh, Smart is now joining Luke Kennard, Jake LaRavia, and Xavier Tillman on the bench uh, for the Grizzlies. They're so shorthanded, Skeets. I was watching the game last night. I thought I was watching Cleveland play baseball in the 1990s. A lot of Kenny Lofton. Oh. I was like, can we get somebody besides Kenny Lofton out here? No. No, they don't have it. No, they literally <laughs> don't have anybody else. It was like... Vince Williams had a nice game for Memphis in the loss against the Celtics. Jacob Gilliard was out there. They almost stole one. Santi Aldama, career-high 28 points, career-high six threes. Had a good look to win the game, but clanked it off. It's just tough out here for the Grizzlies. They're 3-10. and 10. Ja comes back in another 12 games. They could be looking at last place in the Western Conference. I mean, they're there right now. The Spurs are really struggling. I think they've lost, what, eight straight or something like that at this point. But... There's not much offense. There's not much going on, period, for the Grizzlies right now. It's like Desmond Bain just chucks a three anytime he has an opportunity because that's basically their best shot. They got 
Jaron Jackson Jr. bringing the ball up the court like their point guard since Smart is out. And like I said, they, it was like you're choosing between Lofton and David Roddy to close the game last night. That's a tough spot to be in. You yeah. want that to be your choice for the eighth or ninth man off the bench, not a closer. Totally. I, lo- I love these names coming, though. Uh, Vince Williams, Kenny Lofton. <laughs> I like them. Uh, um it was actually a good loss, being that it's a two-point loss to a Boston Celtics team, and the Grizzlies were coming off a back-to-back after beating the Spurs. Um, but no, this isn't going to be hard to come back from when Jaw comes back, as, as given the, the math there, 12 games left. Um, they're going to be bad. This West is it's tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough. How much will they lean into? Yeah, don't worry about this season. <laughs> it's a lost season. Tank away, boys. Tank away, boys. Or would that be almost silly? Because now with the way, obviously, the draft goes down, it's not like you need to have the worst record overall. Uh, Don't worry, you'll probably be in the mix. Get reps with Jaw, get reps with some of these guys coming back, and obviously just try and almost like like a very long camp for next season. (laughs) Is that the way to maybe approach it? I guess we'll see uh, what happens over the next month. Right now they're what, three games out of the 10th seed? I I mean, it's too early to be looking at playoff standings, but Golden State is obviously struggling right now. The Pelicans haven't really established themselves. I assume that the Suns will get better as the year goes on, but Beal's missing some time, so they're probably going to play in a lot of shootout games that could go either way. We saw the Clippers, huge losing streak. They're maybe starting to put things together, but definitely not settled. So Memphis could be hunting around the play-in. Is that where they want to be? I don't know. They always tend to have pretty solid luck drafting in the middle uh, to the late parts of the first round, but we're seeing all those guys are pretty good players when they're not being asked to be yeah. the best player on the team. So I don't know. All it takes is like a five-game win streak when Ja comes back and you're back in the mix for a play-in spot at least. It's I don't know. Three games out of the play-in. That's good that you brought that up because that's what it is designed for. It's for these 11th, 12th, <laughs> and 13th place yeah. teams to get their fans into the arenas. You said baseball and Kenny Lofton. That's exactly what's happening in baseball as well. Not so many teams making the playoffs, but you have life for a longer right, period of time. Right. And John Morant ain't going to let this team just die. He's not. That's not how John Morant lives. It's no. There's no chance he comes in here and says, oh, we're a crappy right, team. Right, right. I'm, I'm just going to be injured for another 30 games. He's going to come back and try and lead this team. And if they're only three, four, five games out, Chaka could pull him back. That's totally true. It's a fair point about like the addition of the the weighted draft lottery and the addition of the play in tournament. It's like ten years ago, whatever. This is a this season's a wrap. It's oh, yeah. done. It's like no, it's over. Like you're like you Pistons or Hornets, you guys are already done. That may be how it still goes, but you know those additions. It does change how the dynamics of how you at least continue your season and hopefully try and stay competitive because you've got a chance to get in, or it doesn't have a huge huge effect on your draft pick. So good points. Uh, all right, final loser of the weekend to the NBA. Hmm. For telling LaMelo Ball he must cover up his neck tattoo. This is wild. So the NBA told LaMelo that you got to cover up that tat there on your neck. That's violating the league's policies regarding the display of corporate logos. You see it there. It's a red LF under Ball's left ear. That's the tat in question. Now, the initials stand for LaFrance, which is not only his middle name, but here's the problem. The name of his lifestyle fashion brand which he launched in 2020. So the NBA uh, spokesman, Tim Frank, said, you know, per the CBA, players are prohibited from displaying commercial logos or corporate insignia on their body or in their hair during games. Didn't know that about that hair part. Hmm. Uh, We try to enforce the rule reasonably in accordance with the purpose and taking into account players' efforts to express themselves in a non-commercial manner. But LaMelo Ball's neck tattoo is in the obvious violation of the rule. So Balls Camp says, you guys inconsistently uh, enforce this. And uh, there's now a photo of a, you know, a Band-Aid slapped on it to cover it. <laughs> he had a white one the game before. He's been doing this for a couple of games now. He might have a point, though. Like It is funny. He has a very similar tattoo, I believe, on his hand already. And, you know, NBA doesn't care about that. Mm. I think it's just so it's so prominent. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy yeah. to see uh, that LF by the neck. Or by the ear or whatever. Um, they're telling him to cover it up. I don't know. They're going to, I guess, sort of fight this. But for the most part, he's covering it up right now. His brother had to do something similar with the Big Baller brand tattoo back in the day. 
<laughs> but I give it the NBA a loser of the weekend. It's like it's just drawing more attention to it. I don't know. Yeah, so Lamelo might be happy about it. Right, we're, it's we're good. Talking... Good for business. You're right. right. <laughs> also, I I mean, it's his. It is his middle name. It's his initials. Nobody knows that's a brand logo. I know. I, I, does I, he do? A, does he do like a reveal every post game in the interview? He's like, check out Lafrance.com. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Black Friday sales at Lafrance.com. Uh, yeah, it's just uh it's one of these things like they're just yeah, giving more attention weird, to it. Yeah. It's like who really cares? And also, nobody's watching the Hornets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I guess what what the the NBA is is working towards because they took some time to actually say that this was incorrect or this was against the rules. Yeah, they could have done it last year if they wanted. I guess the NBA is just trying to make sure that in years to come, that a player won't just say, "Oh yeah, this is my brand." And just yeah. shove an acronym. Yeah. That, that's Fair. exactly what this is. Uh, not to bring up the slippery courts again, but it's a slippery slope. <laughs> this, this is why they have this rule. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, someone gets wild and is like, oh, Pornhub's going to pay me a million dollars. Slap a Pornhub logo on my neck. Okay. Yeah, sure, I'll true. take it. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> now we have an issue. <laughs> and that's why LF or LaFrance or whatever, yeah, it's your, it's your middle name. Sorry, man, we can't, we can't do that because we don't want to open up that Pandora's box. But, I don't know. So what happened to Sheed? So somebody asked Sheet if they would allow them to sponsor a tattoo. Basically, put a T on it. Was it Skittles? It's <laughs> really, not, it's not really bouncing into my brain. <laughs> Skittles. It was a candy. Sheed Wallace. It was really? a candy yeah. that he liked with a passion. Sheetish well, fish. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it made it a hundred times funnier too. <laughs> Sheetish fish. Oh, you went for it. <laughs> fish. Uh, maybe somebody can let us know in the stream team. Maybe it's Skittles. I don't know, Tass. I actually don't really. Uh... Uh, Sheetish fish is probably it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Skeets, you want to get this? Uh, it's on onelafrance.com. It's called a mellow mask. It looks like a, a spandex lycra mask with Lamello's face on the front and on the back. It says one of one. Oh. <laughs> sure. I mean, well, he should have the, he mask. should have the cool LF have tattoo on the part of the mask. Yeah, they got to update it. Yeah, definitely got to put it on the side. All right. Uh, you tell us uh, your thoughts on the NBA cracking down on Lamelo's tat. I know I took a shot there at Hornets fans. Nobody watches this team. They are pretty crappy. Lamelo's killing it. He's, He's on right fire, now. man. His stats are yeah. wild, but that team blows. Them. <laughs> oh my God. Them. Look, like them. The Pistons and uh, who's the third? Team? The, the Wizards. Zards. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, you should have to get in on this weird bet we got, where the uh, of those crappy teams, the team with the worst record has to chug a bunch of uh, nut dust. Nut dust. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has. Uh, he. I have the Hornets. I have the Wizards. Yeah. You should have to take. Uh, Give me the Pistons. The nut Pistons. dust. I'm happy. <laughs> you want in? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, All right. I was with. Trey at the zoo this past weekend, and he was looking for nuts. <laughs> I was, you know, I was. Yeah. roasted nuts, I was roasted for nuts, some spiced nuts, spiced nuts. Oh, I would have been I excited to have spicy nuts. Looking for the animals' nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we saw the yeah the, uh, the pandas nuts just to determine if it was a male or female. He showed me a photo of a panda. It looked like well, that sleeping. thing was dead. <laughs> Did anybody poke that thing with a stick? No, it couldn't. It's, it was it's okay? glass was against the. Or sorry, its butt was against the glass. I was gonna say its glass was against the butt. But uh, anyways, yeah, that panda was just sleeping. Yeah, it was a lazy panda. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Uh, notoriously, yeah, notoriously lazy. lazy yeah. And you said they those are the last enough. two giant pandas in America? I think there's actually four, but uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, two parents, two babies. All but here in last, Atlanta. The last four that are in the United States, they're all going back home to China. Damn, wow. Yep. Wow. So you went and saw them while you could. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're both sleeping. Got to go back and see them (laughs) during the daytime. We all ate pandas. Wake up! (laughs) All right. Tass has been folded into the nut dust You know what's surprising? They're only one loss less. They only have one loss less than both the Wizards and the Hornets. That's surprising. Although they are, they played played more more, games. Yeah, they they stink bad. How much have they played each other? Those are the real games that matter. I know our two teams played a couple times. Yeah, 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 those are big games. I think they split them, didn't they? I think they did. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like two nuts, they split them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to take one more break. When we come back, tweet of the night. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not 
giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Killing the cha-chinks. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night comes from uh, Rosa Loris. Nope. Rosa Lorisus. <laughs> yep. I think I got that second one right. Um, they tweeted this photo, and it just says, I have... So many questions. So we are showing you a Toronto Raptors bootleg shirt, okay? It's got a bunch of players on it. Current players, Scotty Barnes, OG, Pirtle, champions like Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka. And then there are two final interesting selections. There's Leandro Barbosa. Okay. All right. And Jarrett Jack, who's featured quite prominently on the shirt. Almost the star, I would say. I would yeah. say it's built around Jared Jack. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's a wild shirt. That's why this guy has so many questions. Um, <laughs> I love it. Jack played under 100 games for the Raptors. <laughs> he played for the 2009-2010 Raptors mainly, which went 40-42 and 42 under uh, Jay Triano. A little trivia. Can you name any other players from the 9 2010 Raptors test. We probably uh, did. We have season tickets. Were we sharing season tickets by then? Still, uh, probably. We probably saw some of these games. Any Lin- other names you want to name? Lindsey Hunter. No. Mm. no Barniani. No. Yep. Oh, yep. Uh, Chris Bosh. Hell yeah. Hadn't left yet. That was the year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you don't. There's Jose. Some, Jose. 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 That's right. Oh no. Ball. Ten. Oh. Oh. Hito. <laughs> was that the year? Oh yeah. He yep. got the biggest. Free agent that year. His name was Hito Turgaloo. <laughs> then they got rid of him. Yeah, okay. Uh, also, Jarrett Jack they, played with. They had a young DeRozan. Oh, yeah, 09 draft, old. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then this is some some other fun names. Give you a second if you oh, want. Oh, we're just going deep on the old yeah, 10 why not? team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that you know all these players. Mo Pete? They're my friends. No Mo Pete. Nah. No, they got rid of Antoine Wright. Oh, yeah. Sonny Weems. Sonny oh, wow. Weems. Amir one. Johnson. I thought you might get Amir. Uh, Marco Bellinelli. Marcus Banks. Reggie Evans, Rasho Nesterovich, Pops Mencha, Mencha Bonsu, and Patrick O'Brien. Oh, <laughs> Patrick O'Brien, yeah. nice one. Yeah, Reggie all, Evans. All your Raptors players. Loved a pizza pizza. 2010 season, but yeah, Jared Jack on that, uh, that shirt. So, Do you have a favorite Jared Jack moment from his time <laughs> with the Raptors? Yeah. Uh, Didn't he? It, was it against um, the Bulls that he tied his shoe for like during a game? Was that him? I, I think it was him. Jared Jack tying his shoe and the yeah. Bulls just like watch him. Yeah, well, Jared Jack, we said maybe the star of that shirt, but I did I did uh, sneak in a Barbosa there. He is on that photo, and uh, Jerome let us know that he has a photo of uh, Barbosa. He has this giant poster um, that I guess uh, when he was interning with the Raps, they were getting rid of some of this stuff, so he took it to give away to a friend, and there he is, a young Jerome uh, on the TTC 
<laughs> with a Barbosa pick. That looks like more than a poster. It looks like a placard or a, yeah, you know, it's like yeah a, that's, a, that's that's nice printed. article board. That must the, have been yeah. hanging in a hallway somewhere or something like that. That's pretty sweet. Good photo there. Thanks for that, Jerome. Um, if anybody knows where I can get that uh, that T-shirt, though, let me know. That's a cool shirt. <laughs> I want that. Good weird shirt. <laughs> All right. Some Raptors I like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm literally just watching an NBA TV Canada old commercial of just old Raptors that they cut together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want you want some names? Just some some great names. <laughs> I did see Lindsey Hunter. Did there Jared for a Jack second. make it in the cut? He didn't. Cut. <laughs> he was cut. On, onto the onto the editing floor, Mank Bato. If oh. you remember him, oh, classic. Uh, Lindsey Hunter, John Wallace, Tracy Murray, yeah. Chauncey Billups, Lauren Woods, John Sally, yes. Willie Henderson, Willie Anderson, not yep, Henderson. Uh, <laughs> this is how every episode of Six Trophies ends. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> they just name guys. That's true. <laughs> Literally, that's how we're ending that's today. Good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is fun. Sean Marks, Carlos Rogers, Keon Clark. Hubert mm. Davis, mm. Corliss Williamson, Garth Joseph, Carlos Arroyo, <laughs> oh, Eric Montrose, Jimmy King, <laughs> Chris Childs, and... Uh, <laughs> Daniel Marshall? Is that Daniel at the end? Is that a Ranger Mason? Roger Mason. Garth Joseph. Roger Mason. He played for the Bulls, didn't he? he got oh, yeah, yeah. I think Walt really Williams. Wow. That's a bunch of Raptors names for you. What a way to end this. Uh, I can't believe there's a guy named Garth Joseph. <laughs> Garth Snow plus Curtis Joseph. <laughs> Oh, this guy's got a sick glove. <laughs> what did Curtis Snow play for? The Islanders? I don't know. Oilers? Yeah, Islanders. Islanders? Play, yeah, wow. Who did Curtis Joseph crap. play for? Islanders? I don't know. Uh, well, Corey Joseph played Curtis for... Curtis Joseph? Curtis Joseph, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he played yeah. for oh, he the, was the Leafs. Yeah. No, that was Felix Buzzard. Felix Buzzard. All right, guys. Uh, wow, <laughs> what a wild ending to this yeah, one. Winners good. and losers of the NBA weekend, let us know who we missed. Uh, I will uh, encourage you to go check out the new Is This Good podcast that just went up today. Got a few note donkeys on there. What's this photo? I know. It's like a 2018 All-Star game. <laughs> Look how old this photo is. <laughs> Taken by somebody two feet tall. Yeah, we're looking like Jerome on the TTC. In this uh, but this was a very fun episode where uh, Trey and I are talking with Matteo and JD about a lot of things. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving special, really. Um, and you see there the main topic, Thanksgiving versus Christmas. Good debate right off the mm-hmm. right off the jump of this podcast. Which one is better? So go check that out. Is this good? It's on YouTube feed. It's on podcast feed. Uh, download and subscribe to that. It's a, that was a really really fun one. There's some very good. funny moments. Very are you um, are you team? You you might think I was going to ask you are you team Thanksgiving or Christmas, <laughs> but I was actually going to ask you are you team, any or Audi belly button? Yeah, that's a very good question because <laughs> we it's debated a, that. It's a very rivalry, etric <laughs> debate. Um, I'm an any man. I don't. I'm not an you Audi are man. Personally, an any man, and oh. also team any, or oh, the, this is a very, very personal, personal question. question yes. uh, I'm all about the any. All about the. Any. I'm team any too. I, but okay. Are we talking about what we have or what no. we wish we what, had? Well, because I feel like a belly button is like hair. If you have curly hair, you want straight hair. If you have straight oh. hair, you want curly hair. If you have an any, you want an Audi. That's right. not true. Everybody wants an any. You're saying yeah. the, the belly button is always. The opposite on the other side of the fence. <laughs> the grass uh, is always greener on the other side of the belly button. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we talked about that too, so uh, go check that out. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. No Tassie tomorrow, but we have a special guest filling in for Tass, and then you're back on Wednesday. Short week this week because of Thanksgiving, but uh, we'll have a banger tomorrow, so make sure you join us live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. The in-season tournament, also a banger. Remember, it's got the players playing. This is a quote. It was a playoff mentality from Daniel House. House. Jeez, I can't talk. (laughs) Of the Philadelphia 76ers. It was a playoff mentality here in November. It's working, everybody. It's working. I thought for sure you were going to make an outie joke with the in-season tournament. Oh. I, I was convinced. Like, this is going to be good. You think every player in the in-season tournament has to have an innie? That's, that's the thing? Oh, that would be weird. You think Silver has an outie or an innie? <laughs> think about that. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> Yeah, 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.